Uh, how's my little coil look over here, Steve? Is it, is my coil in good shape today? I don't think I've ever noticed how dumb that looks. <laughs> I mean, you've I got, mean, I've got, you've one got the too. antenna. Yeah. That's <laughs> on the other side. One of these one of these weeks, I want to just ditch this and plug in the microphone. Oh, it would sound really different. Does it sound bad? It is, it's really flat. Oh. Yeah. That's what All I right. need. My voice is too mid-scooped. Hey, Steve. What's up? You ready to make 899 losers feel really sad? Uh, and I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle on the Guitar Bikes, Electronic Body, Chixing, Frankie Reviewing, Playing Podcast. And I'm Ryan. I was supposed to <laughs> intro by saying my name, but who cares? You know who we are. Uh, this is the episode where we find out who's going to win this fully stocked out loaded Matthews effects pedal board from Sweetwater. I did a video about this. and was like, Hey, send us ads from the Sweetwater gear exchange. And, uh, if we pick yours, then you win this board. Well, we're changing it up a little bit because we got 900, nearly 900 <laughs> entries. Um, so I figured it would be fun to feature more than just one of them. So we're going to do three Sweetwater gear exchange entries in this video. And we're going to do the thing that Steve and I do every episode where we normally pick a winner and send them a $25 gift card. But instead, this time when we pick a winner at the end of the episode, they're going to win this bad boy, which is like, I did some rough math in my head. This is like $1,300 worth. Yeah. This is uh, what? Six, six Matthews pedals. I I figured it was like 500, 500. I think it's like, it's a 200 for the pedal board and a chalks. I didn't even count the uh, the the uh, the patch cables. The patch cable. I couldn't think of the word patch cables. I didn't even patch. It's probably worth fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars after tax and everything like that. Like it's it's a serious little pedal board. It makes a lot of sounds too. So let's get in to the first ad. It's not automatically a winner. There's going to be three ads. I, is this clear? Just want to make sure things are clear, so people don't get upset. As the video goes on, and they're like, "Well, did you say there's going to be three winners? <laughs> it's going to be, be one winner, three, three ads. ads, one winner, and then next week we're going to do three more ads that people sent in, and there will be one winner in that group as well. But they'll win a twenty-five dollar gift card to the retailer of their choice, as long as it's convenient for us to get a digital gift card. <laughs> I feel like it should just be to Sweetwater, but I guess if it's international, that doesn't." Yeah, we're really going to leave work. it open to international people. Um, so this ad was sent by Rory Adam. It's called the, Tur- the Turtle Purple. That's what I wrote down. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles LP special. Donnie, to be specific. Feel free to reach out privately to, to discuss specifics. Oh, this mod. Co- I told you it was a mod collection. All right, all right. This all right. mod collection 2020 Les Paul special has a turtle purple finish. The modifications consist of custom turtle purple finish with purple peg face complemented by tortoiseshell plastics and back plates and a pair of tortoise center toaster pastry P90 pickups. It weighs seven and a half pounds and comes with a soft case. What is the mod collection? The mod collection is, uh, I don't really know how to explain it, but the way, in a uh, way we're all mod collections. Oh my gosh. 
the way I understand it is it's like Gibson uh, instruments. They do a handful every year and it's like basically their guitars that they have that they give to like somebody, I don't know who, to have fun with. Okay, so they make a guitar and then they hand it over to someone to modify it. Right, but like they're not, I don't think, I don't know how they get these guitars. I don't know if they're like normal. Uh, like if they start out finished or if they, they send them like pre-finished guitars. Or if they're like used. Huh. I think a lot of them are like, I'm looking at them on the the current lineup and a lot of them are. This is something I knew nothing about. Uh, like custom finishes. Okay, so let's let's look at what we have here. We've got a, a Ninja Turtles themed Les Paul special. For oh, t- here we go. Gibson Mod Collection products may have minor cosmetic defects, which are listed in the warranty evaluation. So basically, I think what it is is they make these, and then they're like, "Oh shoot, this is like a B stock instrument." So then they send them back through the mod shop, like the mod shop, and, and the mod shop and, gets crazy with them. Yeah. All right. All right. So like this one is all a white, uh, an ivory Les Paul. It's their way of upselling their oopsies. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. That's, that's innovation, Gibson. It's actually, well, what's funny is we actually were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Gibson anyway. innovating here. So we've got a Ninja you, Turtle themed uh, Les Paul special for $2,500. You know, it's it's funny that you, that you point out the mod shop stuff mm-hmm. because when I was looking at it, it was like, before I had read anything, I was like, is this some, are these modifications someone did after the fact? Because like, it looks really clean, but like anyone can swap pickups and knobs. And then like, they sprayed like a, like a candy green coat over the back and sides of it. Right. Like, is this actually a factory guitar or is that the case? And it's funny that both answers are true. It is a factory guitar. Gibson did the modification though. So it is an after the fact modification. How weird. So what, 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 let's take a look at this. Let's, let's figure out. Uh, did you notice the, uh, the, uh, the posts on the stop tail? Yeah. Is that, what, is that like a foot? Is it a peace it's sign? It's a peace symbol, dude. Why is it a peace symbol? I, it's been a long time since I've. You mean followed. why is the peace symbol a peace symbol? No. Like what does it have to do with Ninja Turtles? Absolutely nothing. But the Ninja Turtles are not interested in, in peace. They are interested in, uh, kicking the foot with their feet. Yeah, so what? Yeah. So I have no idea why there's peace symbol posts on it. Uh, The back of the neck is green as well. Did they, like, have to respray this, or is it, like, my initial suspicion that it's a candy coat over yellow? I don't know. It might be. Wait, is the back? Oh, the back plates are semi-transparent. Look at that. You can oh, see, like, that's neat. Wires and stuff through, but like a really dark red transparent. Maybe it's just the the tortoise shell transparent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. Okay, do you think this looks cool? Are you into it? Yeah, I think it's it looks cool. I think it, it sucks. I don't think you it think looks, it sucks. I don't think it looks good. I wow. Like, I which get, part I, do you think sucks? I think there's just too much. It just feels like a grab bag of mixed up stuff. Like I think if 
Like the bridge being black hardware with chrome posts. That is weird. I don't know. That's weird. Really... The purple knobs and purple headstock, like they barely feel connected. In fact, like mm-hmm. in the photos, the headstock barely looks purple, but it is. Yeah. But it barely looks like it. Well, what's funny is the knobs barely look purple in this picture, but is there another? Pre- like that doesn't look purple to me. Yeah. Well, purple is one of those colors that disappears and turns gray really quick from yeah. a distance. In this in this picture, the close up, I can tell there's something wrong with the knobs, but I can't tell specifically what. This one looks purple. It needs a pit guard. It needs a pit guard with like the turtle shell design on it but then the, the, then they'd be getting really close into the territory of copyright infringement right. with the teenage mutant ninja turtles whoever owns them right now so they can't really do too much in that direction but there's something about the sides being sprayed green up to that edge that mm. is is catching my eye weird the purple on the yellow is catching my eye weird Purple headstocks catching my eye weird. I don't know. It, it all just like, it feels like a hodgepodge. It feels like a like a home modified sort of situation. And this was probably brand new, like three grand. Yeah. And it's, it looks like a clown guitar. It looks like a circus guitar. <sighs> I don't. Oh, maybe le- here's a Gibson Les Paul special in so gold 2300. So maybe this was like. But still, it's north of two grand. Right. Like, if they had left... Like, honestly, I think leaving the guitar yellow throughout mm-hmm. and then giving it a green pit guard or green... Well, they, they want the tortoise shell. So give you, it give it tor- a tortoise shell pit guard, give it green P90s. And leave out the purple stuff. Just make it generally turtle. I don't know. Not like, Donatello specific is what you're saying. I don't know. There's just something about all these aftermarket parts just make it look like someone's home modified job. All right. I'm looking for the original listing. There's there's one on Reverb. Apparently, somebody at Gibson is a big TMNT fan. Well, sure. I'm just trying to see. There's a Trolley's video of it. Really? Uh, maybe this is maybe this is Trolley selling this one. <laughs> Where's it selling out? Is it selling Edinburgh, out? Texas? So oh, no. Okay. Where's Trogley? I know he's not in Texas. I heard, I heard Ohio. That that's that tracks. Actually, I think Grant told me that Trogley's nearby. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Yeah, Ohio. I'm seeing this listed. Oh, I'm seeing this listed on Reverb as well. It's 2400, which I suppose is also what 2500 from Sweetwater, probably to cover shipping. Yep. Um. I don't know. I just think it's, it's ugly to my eye. I don't know. What's, I, I'm what's sorry. Toaster Pastry P90. Is that a brand? Is that a no Gibson idea. product? I'm telling you, it just feels like a big bucket of aftermarket parts. So it's probably not a Gibson product. It's someone else's. Because Gibson doesn't make these P-Sign stop tail uh, uh, screw pieces. Like, that's so, some aftermarket. They might as well be skull parts on here, you know? They don't, I don't see anything about, here's another Les Paul Jr. That's got the toaster. They call them toaster P90s though. It has to do with the, the metal wrap. Right. That, that, yeah. The metal wrap, metal wrap around the, uh, the center. Huh? There, this one is black. 
I don't want to look too much at other ones. Here's really all I can say about this, Ryan. Say it, Steve. Gibson, Les Paul, Turtle, Purple. Gibson, Les Paul, Turtle, Purple. Gibson, Les Paul, Turtle, Purple. 2,500. And a half shell. water. I messed it up. I'm sorry, Steve. I don't know, man. (laughs) You had it it playing out really nicely, and I screwed it up. Hey, I appreciated the harmonies. So thanks for sending that, Rory Adam. Let's, do we move on to the next one, or do we want to do some business? Let's do some business. Let's do some, uh, let's do some housekeeping. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think about spreading out the housekeeping when we and have just, more than one. Just to be clear, that that one hasn't won yet. There's two more ads coming. We're not sure which of the three is going to win. We we're going to decide we at the end. We won't know until I the just end. want to make sure no one's getting excited or getting their heart broken just yet. Just yet. Yeah. Wait till the end of the episode to have your heart broken. Okay, go ahead, Steve. Um, I always go back and forth like should i spread out the patreons because we always end up doing like several and then the next episode we do none right right uh the only way now, i think people want to hear their name as soon as possible yeah i agree yeah yeah the only way that somebody could submit and get it on the second episode is if they were to submit around like 8 p.m on the night that we record <laughs> right it is possible yeah it's very it's possible it's just very difficult you have a like an hour long window to get yourself on the second episode and most you, get, you guys don't know when the second episode yeah. is you don't know what our first episodes and second episodes are of the session we're prof- we're professionals now we do the same quality of work both episodes the same Low quality of work, both episodes. Right. So, uh, if, you wanna, if you want to support the making of this program, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast like these folks did at the $1 a month level. Actually, both of these uh, folks paid for the entire year. You can pay for the entire year at once, and you actually get a one-month discount. Wow. Free uh, month. So at the, but at the $1 level, we got Snarky K. <gasps> hey, Snarky. And Ash Walker, and Ash at Walker, the five dollar level. I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, Josh, Josh. I can't. I got Josh. Oof, that was a rough uh, one. Steve. Josh Gowork. I think it's Gowork. Josh Gowork. Why did you go with Josh? Oh, did I mispronounce Josh? <laughs> it's such a difficult name. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, everything from the Patreon uh, goes to support the making of the show. And while it did not go to this Sweetwater uh, Matthews board, it will go for whatever gift card we give away next week with the rest of the with the rest of the ads we go through. So every week we're doing uh, we're picking our favorite out of the week and sending that person a twenty five dollar digital gift card from the retailer of their choice. And Steve says he wants to do it forever. Could be. He wants to do it forever and ever. Like, we thought we were just going to do it this year. Steve's like, no, I want to do this. It's fun. I like it. Every, it's every day of my life for the rest of my life. Not okay, every Steve? day of my life. We'll make your dreams come true. We'll keep I giving money it, away. Do it once a week. Jeez. <laughs> Weirdo. All right. Uh, this, this, ep- this show is also brought to you by folks like Big Gear Pedals. That's right, Steve. They make pedals like the Woodcutter. Woodcutter is a finely tuned rat style drive dirt dirty McDirt box. I've tried a lot of rats over the years here on this channel and mm-hmm. off channel. I still feel like the Woodcutter's got something special going on. There's something magic about it. And it's not just my particular Woodcutter snarky. 
Every woodcutter I've tried is that way. They have something special going on. They're just dialed in the way that I expect a rat to sound, but then a little bit better than a rat. I don't know. Like I, this is the one that I grab when I want a rat. Yeah. If you want to find out more, head on over to bigearpedals.com. Get on their mailing list so you can find out when they have new products available. They're a two person shop. So they tend to build in batches and then release everything at mm-hmm. once. This episode is also brought to you by Chase Bliss. I still write them down as CBA, but they dropped the audio. It's just now Chase just Bliss now. Chase Bliss now. That's because they're getting into flavors. It's not just audio. There's yeah. also like flavors and scents. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things, you, there's visual Chase, treats. Chase, Chase Bliss. There are visual treats yeah. actually. Chase the, Bliss visuals. The field guides. Those are visual Yeah, treat. yeah. Uh, We've got the new mood here. Chase Bliss Cologne. That's coming soon, right? <laughs> aromatherapy. Yeah. Yeah. Chase well, Bliss Aromatherapy. What if they took whatever of the old school wood boxes they have left and like ran them through a wood chipper and then compressed them to extract all of the oils out, then use those oils to make a line of colognes? Think about it, Joel. Uh, I think they're busy enough making really cool pedals that people <laughs> want to buy true. and like make weird sounds. Uh, but... If you want to find out more about those super cool pedals, head on over to chasebliss.com. That was like the tightest two ads that we've like ever done. We're pros. Yeah. I almost missed on purpose. That would have been <laughs> I almost missed sincerely. <laughs> uh, this next ad was sent by Evan Bo- Bocher. Bocher. Evan, thanks for sending this ad. And this is an ad where it's like, is it Boucher? Boucher. That sounds fancy. Uh, This guy, Eric, understood the assignment. We got a lot of links sent to us. I was like, okay, I don't know what we would say about this. This is somewhat boring. It's just an in-production pedal for a fair price. So I I don't know what to do with this. Don't be mean. But this is... This Pure is, 60 cycle hum. This is ad style stuff here. A homemade electric guitar. Weird guitar for sale. This guitar is not finished and will need work to be playable. The neck appears to be made of figured maple. It has a rosewood fingerboard and goto tuners. The neck, a bunch of specifications that I don't give they a don't shit matter. about. They don't matter. The frets are poking out of the sides and will need to be filed down. That matters. That matters. The nut is hanging off of both sides of the neck, but the string slots seem to be within the, seem to be within the fingerboard. Oh. <laughs> the last fret does not go all the way to both ends. So you've got some frets that are poking out, but the last fret does well, not go. Here's what happened, Steve. They cut all the other frets a little bit too long, so there wasn't, oh. there wasn't enough wire left for the last frets. No, what it is is I mean, that might be a little bit of it, but the last fret is like in the rounded portion of the... No, no, no. That's not the reason why. Um, (laughs) The truss rod turns, but there's no string, so I don't know if it actually works. (laughs) Some parts of the fingerboard appear to be separated. What? This guy's just (laughs) twisting the the truss rod around like, oh, it seems to twist around, so it must function. The neck is bolted on the body with four screws and a neck plate, just like on a Fender. No, just like like a This is just like a Fender guitar. The body appears to be made out of 13 pieces of wood and shaped like a Gibson Les Paul. The wood appears to be maple, alder, mahogany, or a mixture of these woods. Yeah, the, the wood appears to be maple, alder, mahogany, redwood, Douglas fir, Purple Heart, Bubinga, Wenge. You know what? You know what? Uh, it's a Tonewood special. It's got them all. If, you, if you're wondering if Tonewood works, this guitar will prove it or disprove it because it has them all. Rosewood, Ebony, Purple Heart, Ash. 
Poplar. Oh my god. Asswood. Asswood? Asswood. All right. I didn't. Is that a real wood, Steve? No. All right. I said basswood. Oh, basswood. Then you said asswood. Okay. I heard asswood. <laughs> One track mind over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I'm ever thinking about is asswood. <laughs> all right. This is. It has a string through body and a hardtail bridge. It has a Stratocaster style pickguard with three unknown single coil Strat style pickups. I guess that's a every part of this looks wonky. No part of this is is straight. No part of this is okay. It's normal. I got a question. I don't know. I don't know. Like even looking at the back of it, like the string tree, like the 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 furrows for the strings to go through the body are all wrong and weird and off center. No, we still got some more winners here. the the electronics appear to be working normally and are wired like a normal Stratocaster. If you didn't put strings on it, how do you know? There's no way they put they cut this pit guard and did the wiring and the, did they they pulled this off of some other guitar. The guitar has chicken style head knobs. There's a cut on the back of the body where the neck and body meet. It looks like a crack, but it's shallow and appears to have been done with a saw during the building process. <laughs> Hey, stop talking like, hey, it appears this happened. Yeah. Like, take take responsibility, dude. The finish on both the body You're and neck. You're selling this because you did this. You appears did this. to be amateur, but it's a very nice color. The guitar has plenty of blemishes and needs plenty of work, uh, as described here, and possibly more. The guitar is being sold as is and would be a good project for somebody looking to learn. Okay, it's being sold by Stalkers Musical Instruments in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm, assu- I'm assuming that's a, like a shop. So the the person selling it probably didn't do it. They probably took this as a trade-in for a pack of strings or something. <laughs> I'm trying to get a... The neck isn't even straight in the pocket. No! The pocket's not even straight in the pocket. Are you kidding? I just no, saw... No I, part of this is straight. I now see the cut. That's... Yep, that was a, that was, uh, that was a saw. <laughs> Why would you even have a saw there? Why is, why is any of this? Steve? You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the fretwork above that tiny fret, and if you if you got real precise with your trim down of the three frets above the tiny fret, you could make that last tiny fret a full length fret. Oh my gosh! Just combining boop, little. Boop, I'm telling boop. you, like they bought enough fret wire for the amount of frets they had, and they cut the rest just too long, so they didn't have enough left at the end. That's not intentional. They're like, oh, this is all we have left. I guess we'll just put it right there. Hey, Ryan. Last fret. Yeah. What are you going to do? The finish on the body is a bit amateur, but it's a nice color. That's true. (laughs) This is a guitar that I wrapped in aluminum foil and then did a candy coat on. And I drew Paisley on there with with markers. And it is bumpy and lumpy and very far away from being professional. Like it was an experiment. I think it's this more clearly I an experiment. It's more professional than this. Um, I don't know. I think the clear coat the clear coat on this looks looks smoother to me, but it's still like you can see a wave in the clear coat on the neck. By the way, the neck does use like a beautiful piece of wood. Look at the figuring in that. Is there, where's the, oh, there it is. Okay, this is $250. Used Americana solid body electric guitar, homemade walnut. That's a wood I didn't name. 
SSS Stratocaster Les Paul Fender Gibson. See, you don't need to read the details anymore, Steve. You've already read enough about this. The cut, the cutaway, the lower horn cutaway. Like that's yeah. the, the. Why does the neck look uncentered in the entire guitar? Because it's not. And centered. the bridge isn't centered in the entire guitar. And that huge lump of fleshy wood right underneath the fretboard. Why even have a cutaway? <laughs> like, why even bother? With the cutaway on this. And then the headstock, like, you know what? I can't dog on the headstock too much. It's probably the best part of the whole thing. Like, the best executed yeah, part of the whole thing. Yeah, it wants to be metal. It wants to be some sort of weird BC Rich headstock. But at least it's not off-center as uh, far as, like, it probably is. But the rest of the guitar is so wonky that I can't tell. Well, you know, I'm looking at it, and I think it's just kind of got that SG horn thing going on. Where it is off center, but it's off oh, yeah. center. It's, it's asymmetrical for sure. It's ever so slightly not off center. Now I'm looking at the at the tuning pegs now, and like the middle tuning pegs, the A and the B, are not centered in between the E and the and the D. What's with this random little screw I don't right know. here? Is that, was I don't there, know. Did there used to be a string butler on this thing? Wait. Okay. If the truss rod adjustments there. Then what's that? No, that's like a piece of wood to space it, dude. That's not the truss rod adjustment. There's like a little chunk of wood in in the heel. That's so they 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 didn't have correct intonation, so they had to space it back a bit. No, I think that's like the other end of the truss. It looks metal. You think that's metal? I think it's metal. Metal. All right, how much would you pay for this? I wouldn't. You're probably right. I think that is the end of the truss rod. <laughs> there's so many words here. Uh, there's no. Why not? Why not name everything? SSS, Stratocaster, Les Paul, Fender, Gibson, L5, Schecter, Godan. The like, weird thing just, is, you, they're the just weird, putting words. But the weird thing is that all those words do kind of connect to this in weird ways. It is a keyword special. A lean bit, cutting board, kitchen, k- kitchen accessory, <laughs> uh, knife block, butcher block, firewood. Yeah. Fire $250 of free, firewood, free firewood. There's I don't see anything on this that has me going like, Oh, I'd salvage that. Like it's not, this is, chicken head. I could. I would salvage the chicken head knobs, but not for two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So there's there's six dollars worth of knobs on here. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 There's nothing salvageable out about this. Is, this is a give it to a buddy for free. Like yeah, the curse is placed upon your head. This now. is wall art. Is it though? Is this something you is this something you you put on the walls I think it to is. have a, as a conversation starter? And forty dollars shipping. It's essentially three hundred dollar guitar. You can get yourself a really really great guitar are, for three hundred. You bucks. know what the problem here, Ryan, is I think these are all New York rates. <laughs> They're selling it on the internet. Hey, I'm guitar in here for three hundred dollars. You could get yourself. A great guitar. Like a great, oh, well, a good guitar. A good, uh, an average guitar. You could get a guitar that you could play for the rest of your life. A mediocre For guitar. 300. 
These days, there's some <laughs> there's some really great playing guitars out there for three hundred bucks. A mid guitar. Yeah, you'll probably modify things eventually, but that's the point of getting a three hundred dollar guitar. This thing, you can't modify it to be better. It's stuck at what it is. <laughs> you could modify it to be better. You could swap just pickups. Take a- you could swap tuners. You can't swap the position of the neck heel. Steve, yeah, you can. You just, can't swap the fact that everything is off center on this guitar. Ryan, Ryan, Dremel exists. I guess with a Dremel and enough wood putty and a dream, then you could make anything happen. A Dremel, a Dremel and a, a dream. jigsaw and a j- can of Bondo. Is Bondo sold in cans? Yeah, tubes. I don't know. Cans. Some yeah. caulk. Yeah, get yourself some get caulk. your caulk all over it. Yeah. Just pump it full of cock. Yeah, exactly. But you're going to lose all that. You're what gonna... is this stupid freaking string tree? It doesn't make any it's sense. Right the, it's so that you can swap the strings. Or <laughs> opposite sides. And stop. I have no idea. Oh, I bet I know exactly what it is. It's because. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You Okay. They Let's hear this. They didn't space the the tuners correctly. And, and so the strings were are touching the middle tuners. So they're wrapping it around the <laughs> yeah, like it, oh, does, it doesn't God. make any sense the way I'm describing it. But none of this makes any sense anyways. <laughs> oh gosh, put this thing out of its misery. You might be right. No, they they wrapped it around they wrapped the strings around the thing because the like, oh no, the strings are touching. They needed two string trees to do it correctly, and they didn't do it correctly at all. Because the strings were wrapping around the middle tuning posts. Oh, gosh. The strings from the D and the G were touching the tuning pet posts for the, the A B and the, the B. A. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then after they drilled it all up and they installed the tuners and they start the last step, they're putting strings on there. Then they realize they're like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> Weird. This doesn't work the way I thought it should. None of this works the way they thought it should. Good God, man. I thought this thing never had a set of strings on it. No, it did. It probably did at some point. But, oh, man. Yeah, the guy played one song, then he burst into flames, and that was the end. If you're going to build a guitar, there's no shame in starting with a kit. You don't have to start from scratch like this guy. He didn't start from scratch. He started with an old cutting board and some leftover parts from some import Strat copy. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What? How? It... <sighs> All right, let's let's keep going. <laughs> oh, I never even looked at the nut up close. It doesn't look like it overhangs it, that bad. It, you know, look at this picture. You could it's hang, it's overhanging quite a bit. Yeah, you're right. Did this neck was this neck a production neck and he modified it? This neck looks like the neck that was on that uh I think that he import that Filipino guitar I had. I think he made the neck. I think he pulled the fretboard off an existing guitar. That's my theory. I hate your theory. <laughs> Look how thick the fretboard is. Where did he get that fretboard? Con I Joe. If he if where he Where did it come from? Where did it go? If he made the if he pulled the fretboard off of something, why is the fretwork like Yeah, here's the here's that's the, beyond terrible fretwork. Here's the thing though. 
The frets look oh. straight. There's no way he did this fret work. Jeez. <laughs> the frets are on there straight. And they actually look like they're, you know, they're they're correctly spaced. Yeah, yeah. Which is which would be a huge surprise if the person who built the body cut the frets. I no, I don't I don't looks, believe that happened. I think he stole the fretboard off off a pre-existing guitar. But I think it was like some kind of cheap classical guitar for oh, some reason. Because that fretboard looks super flat, and it doesn't too. have any it doesn't have any inlays. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You're and right. classicals don't usually have inlays, right? I don't know. I don't. Do I look like I play classical guitar? I barely play guitar. Dude, did he pull? The fretboard off a classical guitar? Maybe the whole. You don't think the whole neck was? No, on? I think. You look at the way that neck connects to the body. He he carved that neck out of a piece of lumber he bought from a lumber yard, and then put a truss rod channel. And the, the wood, the neck of wood has some really neat chain, like a figuring on it. Like he he went and got like some furniture grade wood, and and tried to carve his own neck. And you know what, honestly, like... I don't think that's grain. I think that's just a bad paint job. <laughs> you might be right. Like, look, Okay, look at the back of the body, right? The back of the body is two different finishes. Right? Look at... Just look yeah, at... Yeah, yeah. And so I think he just went to... He took this neck to finish town. It's like, hey, I love Guy Fieri's shirts, but what if Guy Fieri's shirt was a guitar neck? Bam! That's a different. Color. But look at the shape of the neck as it meets the heel. Like this, this is not a factory neck that he modified the headstock on. Like this, he got a he got a chunk of wood and he tried to carve his own neck. He's like, I can make a better neck. No, I don't. I don't think. I think the roundness of the back of the neck is too too clean. This neck came. But he, the, maybe but, this neck came from something horrible. But maybe he started out with a kit neck and he just kept whittling it down. All right. It's it, it is straight. The neck does appear to be straight. It's the only straight part of the guitar. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep going. Let's keep. We've got to get to the last ad so that we can pick a winner. So that the pe all nine hundred of the people that entered. It's not nine hundred people because a lot of people entered many 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 times. It's probably a good 300, 400 though. I bet three hundred no, four hundred people bet entered. Like six hundred. You think six hundred people entered? Five hundred, six hundred. I'll say six hundred. Uh, uh Ryan. Yes, Steve? What's new? That's a good question. Uh, I'm getting ready to play a Dinosaur Ghost show in about oh. a month. We have a we have a midday show booked in Ocean Beach uh, July 2nd, I think. I'll be posting details. That's a Sunday. Yeah, that's it then. Uh, it's, it's the Sunday before July 4th. Yep. And it's going to be in the daytime. It's going to be at some bar. We're going to play with a band called Death Surf. And, and uh, I can't remember the name of the other band. I just got all the details last night. I need to make a flyer. And, uh, you know, as it gets close up, I'll, I'll post stuff around. If people who are local want to come watch my band play for the first time in four years, five years, maybe it's been Dang. a long time. We're probably going to be pretty rusty. Who, who's, uh, <laughs> who'd you end up? So it's, is it all the original? Is it? Well, it's not all we the have, original. We have a new drummer. Josh lives in Ohio. We have a new drummer. Oh. Yeah, Davey was drumming for us yeah. for a while yeah. back, and uh, and we did we just went with a new drummer this time. Right, because uh, he's he's busy playing Sega Saturn. Right, right. Well, it just is kind of like uh, that's like not even a dig. Like he's right, right. Doing he's got he's got a very successful business. like Sega Saturn like business thing going on, which is kind of cool. He makes magazines and stuff about yeah. Sega Saturn. Uh, good for him. It's cool. 
but yeah, we're we're gonna try to play our first show. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. It'll feel good to be playing live again. So I'm excited. I need to make some more masks. I need to make three more masks. That's you see the one behind us there. That's been my prototype for yeah. the new run of masks because I wanted to have fresh masks for this new uh, new version of the band, I guess. And uh, that's my what's new. I'm gonna play a show. What's I forgot a, to write the note down. What's your new, Steve? Um, I don't remember. I I thought I would. I thought I had something. Mm. I forgot what it was. Uh, so that's it. That's not. That's well, do we want to talk about the next two sponsors? Um. Yeah. All sure. right, let's do it. Well, actually, one of my what's what I what could talk about is what's new is one of our sponsors. Which well, is yeah, connect it all together. Then just pick up music. Yeah. Uh, so this episode is brought to you all by Pick Up Music. They offer thousands of hours. Oh, I do have the note. Here we go. Oh, thousands of lessons for different skill levels, ranging from modern styles such as neo soul or funk guitar to jazz country rock. They also have some more basic things. I've been doing the caged thing, mm-hmm. uh, the caged path. Uh, apparently there's a pentatonics pathway, which I'm wondering if maybe I should back up and do that one too. Probably. Uh, because they're talking about pentatonics a lot in the caged one. And I'm like, I'm just going to play the tabs because I don't know what I'm like learning pentatonics the long way around right now. Yeah. Um, I started out on their Neo soul thing. Cause that's what you wanted me to do. Yeah. And then I, I abandoned it because things got very complicated very quick. Like those are some very interesting chord shapes. Did you do a different one? Uh, I've been slowly like carving away at the theory. Is oh, that like okay. a general theory? One? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've done lesson sites before and like little lesson apps and, and stuff like that. And I thought I knew what I was getting into. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just breezed through, like, the first lesson here. Let's get into the next one. Like, things things progress very quickly Yeah. with yeah. with pickup music. Like, and you you hit that second uh, lesson or whatever, and stuff gets real really quick. And you're like, holy hell, there's a lot to chew on here. And then you look at the sidebar where there's, like, the entire program. And it's like, oh, my gosh this might be six months for me. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to learn and I'm just, I'm digesting little chunks at a time and kind of just like yeah. spending yeah. some time working through what I'm learning here and there. Uh, yeah. And I, I think I, I really like the way they teach, like the way they're organizing information. Like yeah, I'm, it, I'm learning, really I'm cool. learning stuff. It's $15 a month. Uh, you get the first two weeks free. I think I don't, uh, when you sign up, you can get the first two weeks free when we, and there's a, there's a lot there and, uh, you're right. Like I'm on grade three of the cage. So I've done, I did the first two weeks grades. That's right. They're done by their column grades. And I know in the previous ads, I kept saying like, well, you know, like a grade, like it can take you about a week. If you're, if your schedule's not right, then like maybe two weeks, it was taking me two weeks per grade. I didn't realize that grade three encaged was 20 days of lessons. You can kind of compress some of them, but even if you compress it, you're looking at like probably 10 days. Like right. you're doing integrations on like each one of the chord shapes. So that's already uh 10 days for the chord shapes, but the second 10 days, so that 10 days for the chord shapes, but it's like two days of the D shape, two days of the C shape, so on and so forth. Um, so you can kind of like back that up, right. And combine those two days into one day and just spend one day on the G shape and do both days at once. So I got through all of that and then I look at it and I go like, 
there's 10 more days of like more advanced. Like, so it was yeah. like the first 10 days was like the basics of linking all of these shapes together. And then the next 10 days, we're going to get into like actual uh, applied. I haven't gotten there yet, but the way it's described is more like applied usage. You can't really skip it. ahead with this thing. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like, Oh, you know, I did the first one. I feel pretty confident. I'm going to skip, skip ahead to grade five. You're going to be in the deep end. Like, when, when we first doing the sponsorship, it was like, oh, two free weeks. You could get in there and learn as much as you as you can in two weeks and then just, like, let, you know, get out of there. Now I'm, like, yeah, you can get a good idea of how the site works in two weeks. Yeah. The wealth of knowledge that's there, like, you're going you're gonna to scrape the surface. I think two weeks is enough time to pick a topic, do one grade, submit a video yeah and get feedback on the video which is one of the cool features is they do uh they you can like they have these like song challenges at the end of each grade and you can film yourself just on your phone doing it and then send it to them and they'll give you feedback on that so that's one of the cool features of it uh but yeah check out the link below if you want to invest in your playing your musical knowledge your hand skills i i'm signing off on it i, th I think it's a great program yeah. so a lot of fun yeah yeah use our link down below so that they know that marketing works you know yep. <laughs> and uh go check it out do the free trial for two weeks let us know if you disagree with us if you think it's like super simple basic stuff that no one should pay for go ahead and tell us in the comment section we won't delete your comment we open criticism of our sponsors and anything that we talk about like because that's real life stuff yeah like, tell people what your impression is spe speaking of which uh our next sponsor is established titles <laughs> just kidding our next sponsor is string joy these are strings they're crafted in nashville tennessee they're that's played right, on stages Steve. worldwide they're hated and loved in guitar groups near you uh I really, I was playing one of your guitars that has string joys on it, mm -hmm. and I really need to get some for myself. What gauge do you want, Steve? I know, I just, I just Let's want tens, or maybe ten and a half. I'm gonna, I'm gonna order some more coated tens, and I'll order I'll me some coated tens. I'll get you some coated tens. I really like the coated ten. I think they they were ten and a half that I went with last oh, okay. time. I really liked those sets. I just, I, I had strings break on a couple guitars recently, and I couldn't uh -huh. remember when I put the strings on them. I was like, wow, I finally get to put string joys on these now because oh, i think cool. i had other strings on them like i just i've been playing my my harmony a lot in uh in my gen x uh midlife crisis band right right <laughs> and i got to finally swap on the string joys if they feel great it feels awesome to have a fresh set of strings on there they're strings they're made in nashville you can order custom sets what else do you want us to say like i'm not i'm never going to tell you like oh these are extra special the best strings there are no other strings are like them they're strings I enjoy yeah. them. They feel great. They sound great. I've been enjoying them. They're just, they're guitar strings. Check out the link below. Uh, there's a description. Use code HUM for 10% off. Boom. That's it. That Boom. We did it. We sponsored the whole episode. The rest of this episode is free now. We're Ryan, in the free zone. Ryan, what's, uh, what's our topic? Uh, well, we had, I screen grabbed it. So let me pull it up here. Uh, it is from Lee Buck. We, uh, we call out for, for uh, topics, topic suggestions in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group and you don't want to be, that's fine. But if you want to be, go look for it. He asks, guitar misconceptions people who don't play have thanks to pop culture. I, I, we don't need to get as specific as pop culture, but like misconceptions about like how guitar works. Right. I think is an interesting you know topic. Like, you know, no matter what you're into, 
like when you encounter a layperson who mm-hmm. doesn't really have a, a working knowledge of it, they're going to get details wrong, which is totally fine. We get details wrong on stuff all the time. We don't know what we're talking about most of the time, but like, I think there are common experiences where it's like when you encounter someone who really is not familiar with guitar and they either do something weird or they ask something weird and you're like, Oh, you really don't know how guitar works. Right. You know, do we have any examples of that though? I think this topic's dead. We don't have anything to say. (laughs) Uh, No, I think, uh, and of course, post your, what you think some of the misconceptions are down in the comments below. I think one of the common ones is like, I hear terminology get mixed up a lot. Hmm. Uh, a lot of times, uh, the one that I hear the most is back when I was younger, I would hear this all the time. Like, oh, I really like what you're playing there, but it would be a lot better without all that reverb. I could hear your dad while you were saying that. <laughs> but it was like all distortion. Right, right, and It's right. like confusing. For some reason, distortion and reverb get confused. I And I've heard that from other people. I was doing an impression of my dad, <laughs> but I've heard I've heard that from other other adults, right? No, like people not understanding what the effects are. Uh, I actually I I had a personal experience, not personal. I was listening to a radio show <laughs> when I was a teenager. It was forever ago. I had a personal third person experience. <laughs> I had a third personal experience. I had a personal experience listening to an anecdote i was listening to it wasn't an anecdote it was an interview a local radio zoo crew morning show that i used to listen to a lot when i was a teen and in in college it might have happened when i was in college it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and they were interviewing gary hoey remember gary hoey yeah and so he would do this thing where he would like tour around to radio shows like to promote his christmas albums i think right and he would like jam like riffs and songs and stuff on air and do it live. And that was his way of promoting himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I distinctly remember the, the radio hosts like getting really curious and also kind of confused that his guitar sound kept changing because they assumed, and you, you found out like from listening to the conversation, they assumed when they heard someone playing a guitar and it was, you know, screaming heavy metal distortion, right. That that was the sound of that particular guitar. They didn't understand. They didn't realize that you could make a guitar sound distorted or clean or jangly or fuzzy, you know, like all the different or or chorusy and modulated. Like I got the very real sense that they thought each guitar has a unique different sound as far as like right. effects go. Like they didn't know what effects this were. This is my distortion guitar. Right, this right, is my right. phaser guitar. This is my and reverb I th- guitar. I think about that a lot when I'm talking to people who are like, like family members and this stuff. This is my delay guitar. That are lay people and they look at the guitar, like the various guitars I have and they pr- what they probably imagine what they must sound like. Oh, there's, you know, there's a clean surfy guitar. There's a heavy metal guitar. I mean, and like you can't describe them that way as far as like how they play and how, how you interacted with them as a player. Right. But then like, they can all sound clean. They can all sound distorted. No, that's <laughs> false. <laughs> it's more about like the, you know, how performance oriented they feel or how vintage they feel right. or, you know, like right. things like that. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, 
I think this is a misconception that's changing. Actually, he's talking about pop, like in terms of pop culture misconceptions. I think that there's for a long time, with a handful of exceptions, of course, throughout history, uh, the conception is like, well, like uh, electric guitars are for men and acoustic guitars are for women. Mm. Like that's a very like, I think, in, you know, when you think about the, and again, you know, Sister Rosetta Tharp, of course, is one of is right, right. is one of the classic playing in SG. More modern, you've got you know the your Veruca Salts. You've got that whole Riot Girl movement in the nineties. And you know, going so back obviously to like heart, yeah, you know, you so obviously like it's kind of like a trash thing. But but all those people are kind of like taken as like, well, that's the exception to sure, you know, the jewel rule. The 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 singer songwriter rule, like that all of like oh well if a woman plays guitar it's because she's going to be a singer songwriter right right she's going to play something pretty like Dolly Parton <laughs> is Dolly Parton she songs considered pretty I don't know working nine to five That's I don't no I don't think of her music as being pretty it is. I only know like two Dolly Parton songs. Is that how sad? do you how do three, you three? I know three qualify and classify Dolly Dolly Parton's music because it's not. It's like country seventies pop country. It's 90s not pop country. It's not gendered. Like her music isn't like oh there's 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 a lady her playing music for everybody. It's just music. It's just music. It's music. All right, but again, I think that's like I think. Even though there are so many examples of women playing electric guitar from a pop culture standpoint, I think that that is, and I say pop culture, like entertainment, like movies and well, stuff. I don't, I don't, anytime you have a, anytime you have a guy playing electric guitar in a movie, it's, sure. oh, it's a guy playing guitar. Anytime you have a, a girl playing electric guitar or a woman playing like, electric like, guitar in a movie. Well, if she's playing electric guitar in a right. movie, it's like, she's a rebel. Right, right. She's oh, she's so punk. Yeah, look how different she is. Wow, she's edgy. This she's is like got a, she's got overalls and glasses. In like the late in the late, or she's aughts, like full blown goth. Or yeah, something in like that. the late aughts, early teens. Uh, Disney was because that's when the Jonas Brothers were on Disney, so they right, were right. doing like all these music oriented uh, original movies and shows and stuff, and that was definitely like, oh, she's wearing jeans. And a button up with a vest. She's so hip right. and edgy. I think there's a lot of misconceptions around learning guitar. Mm. Like I've I've heard people say things like, Oh, I can't play guitar. I I, I tried to I, I looked into it and someone said that my hands were too small. Right. Or my hands were too big. My hands are too big for guitar. None of that's ever true. It's never like Unless you're like on an ex- on an extreme side of a spectrum right. somewhere, where it's like, okay, you have you have a very unique situation going on with your appendages here. It's not true. How does anyone play mandolin? So uh, you know, how does anyone play bass? Basses are too big for the human hand. <laughs> right. I, I so my first guitar was uh, I have a, at home. Uh, my first guitar is a 96 Jack Sting. I got it in, I think, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. My parents bought it at a uh, church parking lot sale. And I talked to the guy who was selling it, and he showed me his hands. And his hands were, like, just large. Generally Banana. large. He Banana like fingers? Big, 
like not like long hands, just like he had like sausage, like sausage like, hands. Yeah, he had like carpenter hands. Like he could play an A chord with one finger. Like he could play. Like I don't know if he could if he had the finger. I mean, he played a lot of guitar at the church, uh, but like he just had big old sausage chunky sure work work manual labor hands. And I remember him saying like. I was, he's like, oh yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm selling, I'm, you know, donating this guitar to the church to sell, because uh, I don't really play it, because like it just doesn't, like it's not a good fit for my hands. That guitar had so much fret wear on it. I was like, yeah, dude, like you sure didn't play this guitar, uh huh? Okay, <laughs> sure. So it's like, yeah, you can find ways to make do, and and if your hands are small or if your hands are big, like there are guitars that cater to that like oh you got big hands like well have you tried like a 1950s neck gibson oh you got small hands have you played a japanese fender like that have you played an ibanez well ibanez wizard necks are weird because they're thin and flat but they're thin but they're they have that flat wide feel you know but it's like there's all kinds of neck shapes I think some of that goes into the other misconception. But you might be, like, the size doesn't matter. Like, it, you might, like, I'm a big guy. I'm a big dude. I love yeah. my little tiny duo you Sonic. Do. You it do. fills my hand really nice, and I have a, I can move around really quick, and I really enjoy the feel of that neck in my hand. Like, the size, like, guitars in the middle of instruments. It fits the widest variety of hands of mm. all instruments. Like I promise you, there's not a problem with the size of your Do hands. Do you think your hands can be too big to play like trumpet? Probably technically, but no, not really. Um, so the other that kind of related to that, I think a like bit, I've seen people with big sausage fingers playing ukulele and mandolins. Mm, like it doesn't matter. It that's doesn't true. matter. You figure out a technique, you figure out a personal style and you, yeah. if you want to do it, you do it. I think a big misconception that is kind of like if you ask the right people now, I think it's less of a issue, but it's still like a broader misconception is that, Oh, you should start on acoustic guitar. Like, Oh, you should, Mm. you should start this thing. You know, here's what, here's what now starting on acoustic guitar. If you get it, if, if you get a good one and I think the bass quality, how many people today don't play guitar because they tried to learn on the crappiest acoustic guitar. Oh, I, I mean, I, so I started playing when I was 12. I took lessons when I was 12 on that harmony arch tone that I have. That's a rough start. (laughs) I took lessons for a summer. So I don't know, like six weeks or whatever. And then I put the guitar down and was like, I can play like, cgd but i couldn't play anything outside of the first position so i was just i was done I didn't, and i didn't have like a lot of motivation either uh and the lessons were kind of like eh but it like once i was a little older and bigger and stronger i could like brute but at 12 i could not brute force that guitar. right uh once i was like 14 15 i could uh and then i got another acoustic guitar that had a much better overall like not, i want to say better build quality but at least it was a faster neck with a lower action and I could learn a lot easier on it. I could get like size 10 strings because I didn't know about string size differences. So I think I had 13s on the harmony. Okay. Why the neck is so messed up reasons why to start on acoustic because you like Taylor Swift because you like acoustic style music. That's a really good reason because it's more simple. That's a good reason. There's, there's less things involved. You just need the guitar. Because it's more affordable. You could absolutely start on an acoustic guitar that's totally just fine for probably 
200, 300, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And have, have an acoustic guitar that you probably keep around your whole life. It's probably For just sure. fine. Maybe you'll swap the tuners someday, but it's probably just fine to learn on. Mm-hmm. Where an electric guitar, there's a lot more involved. You have to get the guitar, you have to get an amp, and you have to get a cable to get in between. There's two yeah. extra things in that recipe there. <laughs> and you have to have electricity, so you have to plug it in. You can't, you know, like take it to the park or whatever. You could get a little battery amp or whatever. Yeah, just get one of those Flama FX10s. Get I, a I under, Mustang Micro. I understand. You know what? Honestly, if 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 I was learning guitar right now and I got my first electric guitar, I'd hope that someone in my life would be like, don't get an amp, just get something like this. I mean, I, I keep it right here. This the Fender one. I've got the Flama around here, too. And oh, there's the Nux I've one. I've got the Nux one. I've got a couple out here. <laughs> I've got the Boss Pocket GT. Yeah. Like, stuff like this. Don't get an amp. For, I, I, why are you telling you guys? You guys already are well into playing guitar. Uh, like, there's so many excellent options these days but still like the cost of this or even this like you're, you're yeah these you're, are like 99 bucks this right? is like 100 bucks this is like uh i think these are, are 100 bucks now too but it's still like if you're starting that's a big investment yeah and and, acu- and, you, and then you also gotta have headphones and you, and you have to add the headphones and i i don't well i got those headphones at gear fest last year yeah that's what my what's new maybe next episode that'll be yeah. my what's new but it is uh, but i got those headphones last year at gear fest otherwise i don't own headphones right well we've got these nice boys yeah here, but they, i don't they take live this here. home yeah and it's got a big old jack that doesn't fit in any of those. But yeah, I think the barrier to entry with acoustic is a lot lower. So it's just a no-brainer. Yeah. But if you know that you know that you want to play electric guitar, don't start with acoustic. You're going to be bummed. You're going to be frustrated. You're like, I wanted to play, you know, like Black Sabbath riffs. And yeah, yeah. I'm doing it, but I don't have that sound. Like, I wanted to play electric guitar. I started on acoustic. The moment I figured out that I could drop the pencil microphone from my computer into my acoustic guitar (laughs) and I could overdrive my signal through Winamp. Yeah. I was all over it. I was like, you, you whipped the llama's ass. (laughs) I was, I found distortion as fast as I could through unconventional means because that's what I wanted to play. And it's what I still want to play. I don't want to play acoustic. I want to play electric guitar. So if you know that, you know, just do it, just commit. You know, that's, that's my advice. I don't remember what we were talking about. We're talking about misconceptions. Here's one. Steve and I pitched this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pre-show. I've had people, and we probably have all, all had this experience. You're, you're playing a guitar around your friends or family or whatever, and they see you using your wiggle stick, and they walk up, and they're like, I want a piece of the action. I want to know what that's like. Show them, Steve. Show them what people do. Yeah, and then they get this confused look on their face, like I don't. How come it's why no change? Why, why why sound no change? How come it's not doing that thing, that squeal that you were doing, and that it all changed? Like people have this misconception, misconception that that's the way things operate. No, it just rotates, so you can move it. Yeah, if it's, you're listening, if you're listening and not watching, Ryan is just rotating the whammy bar. He's not. I'm not depressing not pulling or pulling. It. Yeah, he's not pushing or pulling. Not pushing or pulling. So there's a misconception. Uh, are there any other popular misconceptions about uh, guitar? If you meet Steve Vai at the crossroads, uh, he might not necessarily be the devil, but he could, he could be. I mean, I, I'm not ruling it out. If you see Steve Vai and he is at the crossroads, I, I think it's safe to assume he's the devil. Yeah. You, go ahead and ask him, Steve, are you the devil? And he... <laughs> 
it's it's actually law that he has to answer right honestly like it's like, it's like a, if you yeah. ask a cop if he's a cop he right. has to tell you if he's a cop if you ask steve Vai if he's the devil he has to tell you but if only he is but the only devil. if you're down at the crossroads yeah like check the roads look at the signs like is this road crossing hmm he might be the devil good point <laughs> how about the misconception that uh that you can travel back in time and play Eddie Van Halen riffs on a <laughs> and, on a Fender basement <laughs> on a Fender basement and a, and in a, a a Gibson ES three thirty five I think it was a three fifty five All right, I knew that you would know. It might have been a three forty five. What pickup, and it didn't what, exist until nineteen fifty eight. What pickups were in that, Steve? Uh, <laughs> paths. They're just paths. All right, I I, don't, I think this well is dry. Let's get to the last. There's probably app. more, but you know, yeah, get, it, leave us yours in the comments. Crowdsource more content for us. Get 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 that well, con, not, comment really, section hot. It's not really content because it's not like we're gonna go back and relitigate this in another ten years. I think there's a big there's a lot of big misconceptions about locking tuners. <laughs> That has nothing to do with general pop culture. That's just guitarists not understanding All right, what you, they're buying. Used Warmoth Double Neck Guitar. This is a cool beast of a build. This was sent oh, to us by Jeff Buck. Jeff Buck. Uh, Tele style, Maples Necks, and pickup configuration. The pickups aren't anything special or branded, branded, but they sound great. This is as custom as it gets, folks. Comes with a custom fitted case. It is $1,500 plus $120 shipping out of Natick, Massachusetts. And of course, this was listed on the Sweetwater Gear Exchange. I like this finish. Yeah, the sparkle on black. Excuse me. Gosh. No, it's, it's a fun finish. I, I'm not a big fan of moto a lot of the time, especially like colored motos. Like black moto, eh, on the right guitar can work. I'm not a fan of it here. I think I would have much preferred even a, a flat black pickguard would have looked classy or a a mint bit guard on this would have looked really cool this guitar has a lot going on there's a lot going on here locking tuners a battery pack i okay i have questions about the bridge on the top guitar so so first of all like usually when you see a double neck guitar it's like 12 string and six string, or it's like baritone and six string, or it's like humbuckers or singles, or it's like SG style above a Telecaster style. Like it's usually different things. Yeah. This is essentially the same thing twice. It's two Nashville tellies, but the variance is the bridges. You've got a strat style bridge on one with a wiggle stick. I'm seeing, am I seeing a, uh, piezo bridge there's wires coming out of all those saddles on the top one and at first i thought that 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 thing mounted behind the bridge was like a like a g bender b bender sort of thing uh-huh. now i'm wondering if it's one of those things where it applies a rotary wheel to the string to give you like violin sounds Oh, but I'm not sure it is. Can that all be top mounted though? Cause there's no rear routing shown. I don't know. I do. I do think that this is some kind of, of, uh, it probably is like, some sort of string bender. It's like a ghost ghost pickup system. It might not be the actual graph tech ghost, but it's something similar. Uh, it 
kind of looks like if there's a Wilkinson Tully ghost, Telecaster ghost bridge. Sounds spooky, man. Is this going to give me nightmares? It's already given me nightmares. The case for this thing's huge. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like ridiculous. A, it looks like you would keep a mixing board in it. <laughs> oh man, double necks are so inconvenient in every way. I would rather I would rather bring two guitars to a gig than a double neck. This is ridiculous. I don't know what this I don't know what this thing is. If I don't know if it's supposed to be some kind of bender situation. I think it's some sort of bender. I could be totally wrong. It, it does have a it has a battery situation here, so that must be for the the piezo. Yeah, locking yeah. tuners on on both necks of this. Technically, this whole guitar is a twelve string. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Ryan. <laughs> uh, it's amazing Steve has put up with me for this long. <laughs> We're coming up on our ten year anniversary, guys. In twenty episodes, this is this is four eighty. Episode 480. We're going to have a 10-year anniversary of this podcast. That's crazy. I have no idea what this bridge... Like, I've never seen... The only thing in my life I've done longer than 10 years is be married. <laughs> Steve and I are podcast married. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to solve the mystery of this bridge and... And I, then Pizza they don't saddles. freaking tell you anything yeah, about you it. You think it would be important information, right? Yeah, justify $1,500 to me, please. Honestly, it looks like a solid build. I don't feel like there needs to be a lot of justification for the $1,500 price tag on this because it's such a unique thing. You think this is worth $1,500 if it was just two six-string bodies smashed together? Like, you're assuming there's something unique about Whatever going on, it top. looks. It, I'm just saying, I'm I'm getting good confidence out of the build itself. Everything looks really clean. Everything looks well done. Everything looks competent. All the hardware looks legit. You know, there are parts next from somewhere. Did it say where the parts next came from? Nope. Warmoth double neck. They're warmoth necks. Oh right. right I'm assuming right. it's warmoth necks and a warmoth body. Everything looks like it's done really competently. You have this rainbow holographic sparkle on black that the finish looks pro in all the reflections. I'm not, I'm not seeing orange peel or weird waves or anything like that. Like it looks nice and slick. It's not my style, but I think for $1,500, I think there's, there's a case here. Like, no, it's not name brand anything, but it's such a specific thing. Where else are you going to get this? Somebody's you gonna, either want it or you don't. Like it, somebody's going to see this, they're instantly going to know what it is. They're going to leave a comment like, "I can't believe you guys didn't know what this was. How do you even have a gear supposed, podcast? You're supposed to know what every single thing ever is. How dare you?" This show's about discovering things and learning along the way, guys. It's not about knowing everything and showing off and pretending. But seriously, to be if you know what this is, like, tell us. I have no idea. What is this mystery bridge and saddle situation? Maybe the person selling it doesn't even know because it's being sold by Music Go Round Boston. You'd think they would be able to call out what the parts are. Come on, Music Go Round. I don't know. I think they just buy things. And then they Come list on. Them. I don't know. $1,500 plus $120 shipping. The shipping is what gets me. Free ship. Come on, guys. Free ship on this. But is I, I, I really think it is the sort of thing I give up. where if you see this and you want this, you have 
a need for this or a desire for this. You don't know if you need it because you don't know what this is. You know if you need this. You know if you need a double knuck telly where they're both six strings, the same scale. You know, like... <laughs> You, that is such a specific thing that the other details will come into play okay, later. You are right in that I do love telecasters and this is two of them technically. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess one could be to a different tuning and that could be the point, or it could literally just be different styles of bridges, right? Give you different playing experiences. I, I honestly bet that. That that the top one uses some sort of wild open tuning to go with these detuning bridge things that we're seeing here. Like I I really suspect that's what's going on. But if you have any inkling at all that you want this, the price kind of doesn't matter because if you were going to build it yourself, you would spend way more than this making this happen and way more time. So you're going to look at this and be like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I might as well. Might as well. Might as well. It's the quality looks good. It looks like a solid build. This warm off part. I found so it's it. Probably fine. It's a hip shot T style retrofit. What is the point of this? Multi tuning bridge for Telecaster. Ooh, is it like you flip you you flick a a lever and it changes the tuning of the string? Oh my gosh! Freaking Warwick is like you're on our German website. I'm like, dude, just let me read it. Independent detuning of all strings. Yeah. So this guitar has it's called a hip shot trilogy. This guitar has potential to have three tunings built into it. You have the the bottom guitar, probably sets a standard. Then you have the top guitar, such a who knows what, with a variation of who knows what, which is also a who knows what. Like this is a three different tuning. Okay. Guitar. The trilogy is the answer for players who use open and alternate tunings for slide or just to come up with no, new ideas. With a simple flick of the lever, you can instantly retune or transpose accurately and easily to the tuning of your choice, even in the middle of a song. You have hundreds of tunings. These This tuning setup will allow you to tap into 729 tunings. Well, that's combinations across all your sure. Yeah, like, yeah. How many of those tunings are actually functional? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking like one of the tunings is going to be like an open G and then you can switch it to like an open a minor or something yeah. like that. But then on top of it, it does look like, as we kind of mentioned before that this also has some sort of piezo system, uh, piezo thing happening behind. So, it, so acoustic sounds on top, electric sounds on bottom, open strummy stuff on the top. You imagine like it's, it, you're doing open, open the strummy stuff on it and you're treating it like a drone as you're playing the bottom guitar. So every now and then you flick a bunch of strings on the top guitar while you're playing the bottom to get drone sounds. Like it, it's probably a good time. Yeah, those are, those are definitely, I think replacement. All right. How freaking weird. Yeah. And also weird that I don't, I, I, I found it because you said something about, um, D detuning or something. Uh, and so I looked up detuning Telecaster bridge and there were all these suggestions for like, if you're like for Floyd roses and stuff and how to set up a Floyd rose. And then there was a picture of this thing. There so, you go. Dude, I, you know what? I thought, I thought this was going to be easy. No, it's not. We, we, I was just thinking that we got some really good ads. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I, I, got close. I got through close to like 300 of 
the uh, submissions. Did you go in order? Yeah, I started no. from the because I wanted, and you know what? There were a ton of repeats. Like yeah. there were certain yeah. guitars, certain listings where I just got it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So I wanted to make sure I got the first instance of that in the email address. So I started from the very beginning, working mm-hmm. my way forward. You started at the bottom, and then you, now yeah. you're here. And it's just this has been three really good ads and I thought I knew which one it was going to be. And now I'm like, I'm not sure which one you're going to pick. I think I know which one I'm going to pick. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. It depends on the criteria that I used to pick. Which criteria are you going to use Steve? Cause we have to give away this pedal board no right now. I know. We have to pick a winner right now, Steve. I know we can't put this off. Ryan. I know. Is it going to be the turtle guitar? Is it gonna be that super wonky fender less alembic thing, or is it gonna be this double neck Telecaster? All right, pros and cons list. All right, straight out, it's not. It's not the teenage mutant purple. I agree. It is sorry. Interesting to talk about, but kind of ugly. Not my favorite. So we are in between that wonky like home project thing and this super clean double neck thing. Yeah. So the SS Les Paul is like kitschy village art. I mean, if you ask me which one I would want to own, absolutely the double neck telly over the other one. But which one did I enjoy talking about more? The double neck Telecaster. I learned about the this bridge that I will never own because I have can't imagine ever having a use for it. I but I have to flick a pick. But I learned something. So I will say that I learned something. The spin doctor's the, pick is ready in case S, we need to make a decision. The SS Les Paul is definitely stupider. Oh, way stupider. But that made it more fun to talk about. Imagine like someone shows you a double neck Telecaster and both necks are the same scale and the same pickup loadout on both Telecasters. And somehow that is less stupid than another guitar. Like that. that. Unless unless you have a, a, a... Do you have anything to add to this pros and cons list? I don't. Then I... I know the pros, I know the cons. I am going to say that I am voting for the SS Les Paul. Because the main thing about... That's from Evan... uh, Evan... Boucher. Boucher. Evan Boucher. And the reason I'll say is this. As much as I enjoyed this Double Trouble from Jeff Buck, very, very good ad. Very good ad. Um, If... All I ever, if all I figured out was, okay, I assume it has a, a piezo bridge, piezo bridge, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and a strap bridge, it it really wouldn't have been that interesting. Right. It was like the deep dive and then finally figuring out. If I didn't figure out what this bridge was. It would have been, meant nothing I to don't you. think I would have, I don't think it, I don't think I would even be considering it. I think you're right. Uh, Evan Boucher, Congratulations. You just won this fully loaded Matthews effects pedal board, courtesy of Sweetwater. Huge thanks to Sweetwater. Huge thanks to Matthews for helping this all go together. Huge thanks to all 600, maybe 500 of you that entered into this giveaway. Like you guys really scoured the gear exchange website. Like 
if there was something that was worthy of being here on the show, you guys found it. And Steve was crunching the numbers. And he, he was saying that if, if every ad was unique, which it wasn't, there was a lot of repeats mm. of cool stuff that maybe we'll cover it in other episodes that we would have gotten like 20% of the inventory of the, of the guitar of the guitars of the, of the, of guitar, the guitar gear industry of the guitar gear inventory of the gear exchange. Yeah. We would have gotten 20% yeah, of almost, the inventory, almost 10% of the total inventory with all the entries that we got. Yeah. We, we got a Pretty lot of impressive and we, they're still coming in. Yeah. We got a lot, a lot of the same stuff. So if you, if you suggested these ads, sorry that you didn't win it. Uh, Evan Boucher got this one in first. So he is the winner of the pedal board. Stay tuned to next week. We're going to do three more ads that you guys sent in for this contest. And the winner is going to win a $25 gift certificate to the retailer of their choice. What an incredible giveaway. It's not as incredible as this <laughs> because this is pretty wild. Go watch my video showing off how all these pedals sound. If you're curious, if you're not curious and you're going to do whatever you want, right? Go make a sandwich. Have a nice lunch. Tell us about the song, Steve. This song is a song file from the Matt Lewis experience. Hi, Ryan and Steve. Love you guys. I was wondering if you guys would give my song a listen. And if you like it, would you play it sometime at the end of your show? Well, guess what? We're going to listen to it and play it at the end of the show. At the same time, because now it's called multitasking. It's very efficient. Take care. My name is Matt Lewis. Oh, by the way, everything in this song was written, performed, and recorded by myself. I have things available all over the internet if anyone wants to listen. Thanks again. The Matt Lewis experience. The song is called Death. Someday we're going to get people sending AI songs to us.
galaxies on my fingertips And a million tiny men tearing me to bits I've gotta find a way out And I've gotta do it quickly Everything I see is coming to a head When I close my eyes, everyone is dead I like it. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Had kind of like a Rob Zombie sort of thing going on there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Send more stuff. We'll listen to it. And we'll play it on the show. Bye, everybody. Stay grounded.